from the zone. She's sweeter than a glass of chocolate milk and louder than a morning rooster. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. You know what's sweet this weather. We've got a dense fog advisory in effect this morning until about 10 a.m., but uh, it's only because we've got fairly mild temperatures out there. That's good news for a lot of our farmers that are dealing with brand-new babies on the farm. A lot of them are working day and night to make sure that they're delivering those babies, helping mom along. Doesn't matter what four-legged beast it is out there. Although, for those folks that are trying to calf, Outside, maybe they got their mama cows outside giving birth. The mud is an issue. Unfortunately, the mud looks like it's going to continue to be a part of our forecast for at least the next uh, five days or so. We'll talk weather with Stu Muck, our ag meteorologist, in just a moment. Today, it looks like we'll have some cloudy skies, 45 our expected high once we get through all this dense fog. Tomorrow, scattered thunderstorms in the afternoon. That's where that mud comes in. 54 our expected high. For Friday, sunshine and 45. Saturday, partly cloudy and 36. Sunday, 36. And then next week, we're in the upper 30s, low 40s. Good morning, by the way. I'm Farm Director Pam Yankee. Sometimes I forget to mention that I get excited about this weather. Like I said, Stu will give us more weather details on the way. What are the other elements you can look forward to this morning? Well, we're all getting ready for Super Bowl Sunday. Whether you're a fan of the Chiefs or a fan of the Niners, a lot of people enjoy Super Bowl Sunday, if not for the game, for the food. Stephanie Hoff has got a real perspective piece on how much food we consume when it comes to wings. Stick around for that. Charity Seebecker joining us this morning with a reminder about the upcoming deadline for applications on the century sesquicentennial farm process that will culminate at the Wisconsin State Fair later this year. We'll hear from Jill Albanese in charge of that program. Legislation that's designed to try to raise awareness about hardwoods in the United States could benefit our Wisconsin hardwoods, especially those up north couple details on that. We're catching up with our friends from the Steffes Group as well. Don't forget the talk, talk, talk text line is always open for you. All you have to do is dial us up or text us up at 877-301-FARM. That's 877-301-3276. Welcome in on a Wednesday. There's something special and brand new happening at Bavaria Sausage. Fabulous Farm Babe Pam Yankee telling you to go to the store for this in-store experience. Corner of Nesbitt Road and Fitchrona Road in Fitchburg. Open Monday through Friday, 9 until 5. This is a brand new, locally sourced, procured and developed brat that Bavaria Sausage has exclusively. And let me tell you, it's fantastic. It is a special Berkshire brat. When I say Berkshire, I'm talking about the breed of hog that they used for this brat. And it is fantastic. Right now, you can go in, try it yourself, taste test it, share it with your friends, your family. But remember, limited supplies of this special Berkshire brat. So head in today, corner of Nesbitt Road, Fitchrona Road in Fitchburg. Open Monday through Friday, 9 until 5. Not available online. Enjoy the old world flavor of this special Berkshire brat at Bavaria Sausage. We're at the Wisconsin FFA Alumni and Supporters 44th State Convention in Green Bay. I'm Jill Welke from the northern end of the world's longest barn here in Eau Claire. I have met so many people this year. Always interesting to make connections. I've got a Colby girl that's done so many good things for the Wisconsin FFA. 
Deb Eim. She is the president of the Wisconsin FFA Foundation, and you're not in Colby anymore. I'm not. I'm now down in Lancaster, down in Great Grant County. From Colby to Lancaster, you've made a few other changes too, and you've gotten involved in the FFA Foundation as the president. So what was the motivation to be involved? So I was actually approached about five years ago about being on the foundation board. So, I mean, all my, from being in high school to college to teaching ag, and, and even now at the tech school, I've always still had a connection with ag education and FFA. So when I was approached about five years ago, it was a little bit of a no-brainer because it was a way of giving back to the organization that I really give a lot of credit to, to who, you know, supported me and developed me to who I am today. What's going to be your focus to the FFA organization and keeping those students motivated? You know, I think the really the important thing is, is not to only just help the students, but to help their parents, help the communities, help the public understand the organization and what it has to offer. We, you know, agriculture is everywhere. People don't always realize or connect them themselves to agriculture because they quickly assume that it's the farm piece. And yes, that's a baseline and a huge baseline, but it really is everywhere. And when then when I think about what the FFA does for individuals, it's that personal uh, growth and that leadership and that success and the careers. And then I think about the industry and that supports our economy in Wisconsin. And everybody's tied to agriculture at some way, some point. So how do we help develop our students now and then our workforce going forward? and the Wisconsin FFA Foundation. What are some of the things that you'd like to highlight that are going on right now? Yeah, we're continually trying to find ways to um, continue to raise funds for the FFA members and our ag ed chapters across the state of Wisconsin. Between those students and those ag teachers, they're the ones that are training that next workforce. So let's support them now, get them into that classroom, get them learning about this career area. One of the things that I think is our highlight right now is getting ready for Give FFA Day, um, which is the Tuesday of, I think it's February 22nd of FFA Week. And that is a day in which we want to raise a lot of dollars um, just to support FFA. So that would be the day to pay attention to. Give FFA Day. Go to our website at the foundation and find a way to uh, f- throw a few dollars this way, to be honest, and, and support these students in doing great things. And I know donations have been up, but membership is up so much more. And when you really put that in perspective, the demand to help them progress and enhance and get the most out of their agriculture education really has come to the forefront. What are some of those goals for fundraising? The goals for fundraising. So I know on Give FFA Day, we're looking for a $15,000 goal, and I know we have some companies that are willing to match us as well. Um, but in general, it's just the, the more money we have, the more we can ship right back to our high schools, to our middle schools, to our students, and to our ag ed programs where that training all begins. And that's really what we're trying to do. We're trying to make that connection for these individuals so that they can, again, develop their own leadership, their confidence in who they are. I always say FFA is one of those organizations that there's something for everybody. You like music, you like animals, you like speaking, you like science, you name it. We can find something in that organization that you can be a part of as a student and then even as parents parents and community members, we can support that. So let's make that connection somehow. And FFA is building the next workforce. And that was Deb Eim. She is the president of the FFA Foundation. And I always learn so many things from the foundation level to supporting our nonprofits that support our youth as they grow. And one of those people that have been involved in the FFA Foundation Board of Directors is Tom Bresner. 
Now, he is still on the board of directors, and he is the past president. And you have seen so many changes in education and the foundation, and I'm going to follow you wherever you'd like to go first. That could be dangerous, Jill. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're exactly right. Everything is changing. And for those that are, are kind of dragging their feet, hey, let's accept the fact it's going to keep changing. The neat thing is, in the FFA, it's all growth. We're getting more students. We're getting more excitement. The ag community is getting bigger and broader. But for the FFA Foundation, that means we need to do more and we need to raise more because there's a lot more, not only to support the things that have already grown, but to promote more growth coming on. It's exciting. It's challenging. Sometimes it's frustrating because why aren't we getting more support out here? But it's exciting. That's the, the number one message is this thing is getting bigger and bigger. And we all know the future uh, with, with the FFA. Well, and we talked about the changes. Even this year, there's going to be a virtual FFA. And I find that fascinating and to approach that in the way that is beneficial for those students is amazing. So along that kind of same lines, the support has had to look a little bit different when you're supporting different aspects of agriculture, hasn't it? Absolutely. And you know, to, to grasp my arms around a virtual chapter and program, I, I'm not there yet. I, I don't understand it. But I'll also tell you here a couple years ago when I had the opportunity to tour the Vincent High School FFA program in Milwaukee. And I thought, yeah, okay, this is all going to be horticulture and that kind of stuff. But, you know, I got over there. And the thing that, that resonated with me is the excitement and the enthusiasm of these kids. You know, I don't care if you're out in the middle of a 40-acre field or if you are in, in a, a, a glass a greenhouse working with something, seeing them how excited they are and how much they want to be a part of the future. Let's go there. I think it's awesome. I learned so much that day, but bigger than anything else, I came away from that day just so excited about the future of agriculture, even in Milwaukee. We've talked so much about the future of agriculture. What about the future of the foundation? Any big things that are being worked on at this time to help support the FFA program? Well, you know, it all starts with setting goals and putting the infrastructure in place to accomplish goals. That's really been where we've been for the last couple of years. If you look back for the last 10, 15 years, uh, you know, the foundation has raised five to six hundred thousand dollars, something like that. I think two years ago we were five hundred and sixty thousand. I announced at the convention last year we raised six thirty, which is a, a nice step up. But, you know, again, if we're going to take this thing where it needs to be, we need a million dollars, first of all. And then we need to break all, shatter all of that, and we need to be at $10 million. And quite honestly, as we sit here and say, if everybody in the state of Wisconsin that says they support agriculture just gave $20, we would not know what, know what to do with all that money. And so the piece that we're trying to work through right now as a foundation board is we understand the need, we've got the goals, we got the desire. What is the best game plans to go out there and turn it into reality? And so that's where we are. That's not an easy process. But we really believe that. So we do a lot right now with the $630,000 we raised last year. But what could we do if we had a million? You know, we could support these kids so much more. We could, could put so much more into grants for them starting programs. I mean, it, it, it's endless, the opportunities. It's that excitement that really keeps us going. 
you've thrown out some pretty big numbers, but when you really focus on the amount of membership, the number of students that are part of this membership, it could even be more to benefit even more of those kids, couldn't it? According to uh, numbers from the Department of Public Instruction, there are 25,000 FFA members in the state of Wisconsin, but 42,000 kids took at least one ag class. So when you look at the potential that is learning about ag, maybe they're not at that point yet where they're ready to, hey, I'm, I want to join, I want to take a project. The potential is there. If you heard the governor's state of the state address, it's the, the year of the worker. When workforce development is a topic in every discussion in agriculture, the FFA is the best workforce development in agriculture there is. We have to capitalize. We have to take advantage of that. We have to, first of all, get those other almost 20,000 students involved, and then we need to go look at everybody else and say, why aren't you part of this too? Get more students involved. FFA is out there to help them grow. And the FFA Foundation Board is working hard every day to support FFA members. And that was Tom Bresner. He's on the Board of Directors for the FFA Foundation. And I'm Jill Welke from the northern end of the world's longest barn here in Eau Claire. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Landscapers count on Kalani Topsoil for our consistent quality shredded soil used on major projects. No sticks or rocks to rake out. In fact, it spreads out as smooth as butter and deliveries that are on time every time so the work crew isn't standing around. Now that saves you time and money in the long run. Landscapes and landscapers love Kalani Topsoil. Take it from a worm. Trust the guys who know good dirt. KalaniTopsoil.com Now that's good dirt. Leadership Institute is a year-long premier crash course in personal development, agricultural advocacy, and Wisconsin Farm Bureau that builds up strong Farm Bureau members. I'm proud to be a Wisconsin Farm Bureau member because they invested time and resources in me and my development, and I cannot wait to give a return on that investment. WFBF.com A voice for farmers, a vision for agriculture, Wisconsin Farm Bureau. If you're talking, they will hear you every single time. Now we're getting killed. Yeah, well, Kyle's not here. How come? Kicked off the team. Didn't Tim tell you? Kyle and some other kids got caught drinking beer in the park a couple of nights ago. Really? Yeah. Zero tolerance. He's out for the season. Come on, it's a first offense, right? That we know of. But why should that matter? He knew not to drink. I've made it clear to Matt that's what we expect from him. What have you said to Tim? Um, nothing really. You know, a lot of kids try it at this age, so. Yeah, well, a lot of kids don't try it too. I'm not saying that Matt's gonna be this perfect kid, but if I don't tell him what we expect and why he shouldn't drink, how's he gonna know? You think kids that age really listen? <laughs> they never admit it, Bill, but they hear more than you think. Talk, they hear you. For more information about talking with kids about underage drinking, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. 
If your workout includes baling hay and pitching pens, then you'll be comfortable right here. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Young. Well, this weather is definitely comfortable and more so on the way even tomorrow. Let's find out what's coming our way today with your Compure Financial Ag Weather Update. Stu Munker, Ag Meteorologist, along with us. Good thing I'm, the, I'm on the radio. If I had to see you this morning from my vantage point in Madison, it'd be tough. It is uh, definitely foggy out there this morning, and I said to you when I... When I let the hounds out at about quarter after two, it was weird because I would have swore that there were like little flakies something in the air. For a minute there, it almost felt like a fire, you know, like ash, but I knew it was uh, maybe snowflakes or something with the fog. Oh, moisture in that fog, a little freezing fog, Pam. None of it's out of the question. You you could see a stray snowflake. I, I'm not going to call it any more than that. But it is just a, a very mild way to start this Wednesday. A dense fog advisory till 10 a.m. That's the big news. It covers southeast Wisconsin. East and south of the line from Lafayette, Iowa, Dane, Columbia, Green Lake, Fond du Lac, Sheboygan County, and south along the lakeshore north as well. Manitowoc up toward Kewanee. So, of course, more foggy conditions. That dense fog advisory till 10 a.m. That goes all the way to Racine, Kenosha, and Milwaukee area. So it's all that southeast part of Wisconsin. What's happening is still there's a lot of mild air in store. A weak front trailing from far northern Wisconsin back to South Dakota this morning. That front's going to retreat back to the north. We expect a system, a part of that uh, atmospheric river affecting the west coast to try and build our way toward midweek. And that could mean some rain chances, showers. There could be a rumble of thunder around here as we make our way through Thursday. I'll have forecast details right after this. With the Compere Financial Patronage Program, we share earnings with member owners of our cooperative. It's our way of saying, we are here. Here so you can pay down your loan faster or make a new investment in your operation. And that family vacation you've been putting off? Yep, we're here for that too. Learn more at compere.com slash patronage. Compere Financial is an equal credit opportunity lender and provider. Copyright 2023, all rates reserved. Innovation, that's BioVet. Livestock producers rely on BioVet for microbial and nutritional support. Keeping livestock eating and productive. Make BioVet your trusted partner for your livestock health since 1991. Learn more at BioDanceVet.com. Innovation, that's BioVet. All right, buddy, let's have some more details. If uh, we make her through the morning as far as this dense fog is concerned, what do we got the rest of the day? We still have the clouds around, but we'll have some mild air. The dense fog advisory till 10 a.m., the Compere Financial Ag Weather Update, then for a mostly cloudy day and still fairly mild. I think a lot of us in the mid or upper 40s. Western Wisconsin may be in the low 50s today with the south winds at about 5 to 10. Mostly cloudy tonight, maybe a little rain in the far west late in the night. Mid and upper 30s, south winds 5 to 10. Mostly cloudy rain tomorrow, maybe a little afternoon thunderstorm. We'll see. Uh, mild in the mid 50s. South winds 10 to 20, though gusting near 35. A little rain yet Thursday night ending. Some sunshine, breezy Friday, upper 40s, cooling a little bit. Pam, I'd say a tenth of an inch or two of rain, about the most we'll expect. But it looks like Thursday, Thursday night, things will be a little more wet. Mm. 
All right. Well, we'll talk about that tomorrow. We'll let people get prepared, especially those folks that might have animals outside that are still having babies. Those uh, beef mamas are going to be pretty muddy by the time we get to the end of the week. Yeah, even a couple of tenths of an inch of rain is too much for that one. Yeah. All right, bud. We'll catch you tomorrow. Thanks. All right. Stumacher, Ag Meteorologist, joining us live this morning with your Compure Financial Ag Weather Update. Remember, Compure Financial is your financial partner. Committed to agriculture and rural America. You can find out more on resources at Compure.com. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Over four decades of turning customers into loyal friends, and the reason is simple. Here at Denny's Jewelers, we make jewelry shopping easy, relaxing, and because we have something for everyone. Hand-selected diamonds and gemstones. Custom design, appraisals, fashion jewelry, watches, repair, and even jewelry restoration. Stop by and allow us to turn you into our next true friend. Some spaces become a catch-all for everything you want to keep in storage. Make use of that wasted space now. What about the basement? Rec rooms, an office, extra bedrooms for growing teenagers are all popular uses for an upgraded basement. Actuate Improvement is a full-service design and remodeling company specializing in kitchens, baths, and basements. Let's get the conversation started with a complimentary estimate, consultation, and suggestions. ActuateLLC.com Design. Create. Actuate. They say yes to seven straight days. A traveling dress rehearsal for you to get comfortable in the seat and feel the power behind the smartest purchase you've ever made. The seven day, no questions asked return policy if you need it at Bergstrom Automotive. Join the Bergstrom Automotive family for the yes. Huh, nice. Hardwood floor. Or is it? Sounds like a floor. It's not squishy. That's good. Floors aren't supposed to squish. Goes wall to wall, like good floors do. And I'm walking all over it. Usually, a dead giveaway that it's a floor. But it's not a floor. This is a mattress. Charlie Heidel's for 52 days. People like Charlie are scattered all across Dane County. And because the need is there, so are we. This year, we'll supply nearly $400,000 in bedding, furniture, clothing, and household items to people like Charlie. Just one part of the more than $1.4 million in food, shelter, and other goods and services we provide. We're St. Vincent de Paul, helping our neighbors in need. Tom from Tom's Auto Center. You know the colors of a stoplight. Red meaning alert, yellow meaning caution, green meaning it's safe to move forward. We use a similar system in our repair report, which you receive after every service. Red meaning it needs urgent attention, yellow meaning we have concerns, green meaning your vehicle is all good. Tom's Auto Center. Off Highway 51 in McFarland, a stone's throw from McDonald's. Making a decision on new home furnishings is easy with Lazy Boy. You already know he only cares about the comfort, but it's the luxury and design you crave. You choose the style, patterns, and material. 
while he's imagining himself being seated right in front of the 50-yard line. Call it lazy luxury at its finest. Lazy decorators love Lazy Boy. Lazy Boy Home Furnishings and Decor, Madison, East Springs Drive near East Town Mall. Innovation, that's BioVet. We know you work hard every day to keep your livestock healthy and run an efficient operation because there's no such thing as a snow day. Take time this winter and consider BioVet, your trusted partner in helping you raise stronger, healthier animals and to protect your bottom line. The knowledge and support from our team can help you make the difference in keeping your livestock healthy. Call 1-800-BIOVET1 or visit bio-vet.com. Innovation, that's BioVet. This is Matt and Pete Gunderson. We recently celebrated the life of Ingrid, proud of her Norwegian heritage and a passion for art. Her life celebration included the Norwegian art of rose mulling. Her family was invited to help decorate the casket. Allow us to personalize every detail of a life well lived. Let our family help your family. Visit GundersonFH.com. Over 100 years as your hometown life celebration center. Traditional ice baths to relieve pain will leave you shivering, sopping wet, and soggy. Help manage muscle soreness, accelerate recovery, and alleviate inflammation with a dry cryotherapy session at Carbon World Health. The treatment is two to three minutes, very tolerable, and monitored by a trained Carbon World Health technician. The benefits far exceed hours of a teeth-chattering ice bath. Supercharge your healing process with cryotherapy from Carbon World. Visit CarbonWorldHealth.com. Now, I saw that uh, some guys were remaining from the Joe Barry staff, um, the defensive backs coach, as well as the pass rush specialists uh, under New Halfley. You, do you like the move of keeping some some continuity there with the old previous staff, or do you think it should be clean sweep and have a bunch of new guys come in? Yeah, I mean, that, that's obviously beauty's always in the eye of the beholder, right? And and I'm sure there were some guys Matt lobbied for, Lafleur that is harder than others and, and things like that. And, and who knows exactly, uh, you know, where Halfley was most you know, connected across the league in terms of, of who he was going to want to bring in with him and, and stuff. Ryan Downer, who was the D-backs coach, you know, is, is a Matt LaFleur favorite, Evo. He, you know, I, they, they haven't officially, you know, un, un, announced this yet, on, you know, on, on Downer. Uh, you know, but he joined, like, he, he's been with LaFleur since 19. He was the D-backs coach last year. Um you know, Greg Williams, Evo, who was the passing game coordinator, is not going to come back. So it, it probably makes sense that Downard stepped in, steps into that role. Um, you know, again, Lafleur loves that guy. Williams won't be back. Uh, Oliver Dottie, who did it inside linebackers, Evo, he's going to be gone. Uh, he, he's off to Seattle. So, so that's a job they're going to have to fill. Um, they brought back. I'm just trying to think here off the top of my head. They brought back Jason Rebervich, uh, who did outside linebackers and defensive ends. Um, in essence, Evo, they called him their pass rush specialist. Uh, he's going to come back. And, and Evo, they did a pretty good job in that category. I think they were about eighth or tenth in sacks. I think they had 45 sacks, you know, through the year. Um, you know, so he'll keep working with, you know, you would certainly assume the Rashawn Garys and Preston Smiths and Lucas Van Nesses of the world there. Uh, but they they have a they have a couple of openings, Evo. You know, Montgomery we mentioned won't be back on the defensive line still. Um, you know, um, Halfley's going to bring his own guy with him. We mentioned that um, from Boston College, a guy named 
I, I think you say it's Olga, Olga Bossy, Evo. Yeah, that's, um, that's how I said it too. I, I hope I was right. Olga Bossy. You know, he, he was a good player at Duke um, on his way up through the ranks. Evo, he, you know, he coached uh, the defensive line with Hapley the last four years at Boston College. They were on the same staff together uh, in San Francisco for a couple of years there um, in 16 and 17, I think were the years, Evo, if I remember right. So, so obviously, Halfley is a great comfort with this Olga Bossy. He's bringing him to do the defensive line. Uh, but they've got to fill Greg Williams' role. They've got to fill Kirk Alamadati's role. Uh, still, Evo. So there's there's some flux yet. There's some positions open on that uh, on that defensive staff overall as, as Halfley tries to to piece this whole thing together. Now, Rob, on the offensive side of things, I saw that former Rams, Vikings, and Seahawks quarterback Sean Mannion is ending his playing career and accepted the position on the Packers staff as well. He's going to be working with quarterbacks and the passing game. Um, is Tom, Tom Clements is coming back, yes? Tom Clements is coming back. Uh, but Tom turns 71, Ebo, in, in June, I want to say, um, is, is the month of, of his birthday. So, And again, Tom's a really, really good football coach. He's kind of an old-school curmudgeon, Ebo. He, he, he's a grumpy old son of a gun. Uh, but, boy, he is. You know, he has done wonderful things during his, you know, his, his time in Green Bay, spent a brief, you know, stretch with, um, you know, with Favre, uh, really got the most out of Rodgers for a long stretch, left for a while, came back, Rodgers wanted him back um, in what would have been 2022 Evo Rodgers last year um, as a Packer. And, and then, I mean, he did yeoman's work, you would say, last year. Uh, with, with Jordan Love in terms of where Jordan Love was between September and January, uh, just just the strides that he made. Now, obviously, a ton of that credit goes to Love. A lot of it goes to Matt Lafleur, but but Tom Clemens is certainly worthy of a ton of praise as well. Ebo, he again, he, he he's a really good football coach. Um, you know, but but Mannion's going to slide in there and have a role on on some level. Uh, Evo, exactly what they're going to have him do right now is, is, is I think a little bit up in the air. Again, he and Lafleur, Mannion and Lafleur, that is, have a have a long history together, dating back to Mannion's time with the Rams when Lafleur was was on that Rams staff. I think that was 2017. Evo that they crossed paths there. Um, you know, Mannion, Mannion had a nice career. From farm to fork and everything in between, we cover it all. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Boy, and that's really the case today. Not only are we going to be talking about uh, Wisconsin hardwoods and legislation that's designed to raise awareness about their value, we are focused in on Super Bowl Sunday. You know, a lot of people talk about the game itself, and of course, that's the reason we're supposed to be there. But let's face it, for a lot of us, it's just a good reason to entertain, have friends or family over, feature some great recipes, and focus in on all the great stuff we produce here in Wisconsin. Stephanie Hoff is going to follow that uh, train of thought this morning with an update on the crazy numbers we're talking about when people consume wings, chicken wings on Super Bowl Sunday. Stick around for that. I'm Pam Yankee. Tickled to have you along with us this morning. We do have a dense fog advisory in effect. Can't uh, be taking that too lightly till 10 a.m. this morning for a good chunk of south-central Wisconsin. Once that burns off, we should have just partly cloudy skies. 45 are expected high today. Unbelievable. Tomorrow, even better. 
Uh, we are going to touch out around 54 degrees tomorrow. Uh, like Stu said, possibility of a record-breaking Thursday. We will pick up scattered thunderstorms tomorrow afternoon, though. For Friday, sunshine and 45. Saturday, partly cloudy and 36. Sunday, partly cloudy and 36 degrees for the big game. So glad you're along with us. So today is the seventh day of February. What can I tell you? On this day in 1984, NASA astronauts actually took the first untethered spacewalk. It was Bruce McCandless and Robert Stewart hovering freely in space. Uh, one of the most iconic images of the 80s. I think a lot of us think back to the original spacewalk where they were bouncing around. This one was completely different. They were untethered entirely on this day back in 1984. On this day in 1992, the European Union is officially established at the Maastricht Treaty. The treaty also defined the European currency, the euro, as everyone's. Uh, currency that happened on this day back in 1992. Lots of happy birthdays today. First of all, here in Wisconsin, Laura Ingalls Wilder was born on this day back in 1867 in Pepin, Wisconsin, or near Pepin. Uh, on this day in 1935, former Senator Buck's owner Herb Cole was born in Milwaukee. Of course, we just lost him recently. Happy birthday to uh, singer-songwriter Garth Brooks. He is 62 years old today. Also, Eddie Azard, who's an actor-comedian, 62 years old today. Then we've got Hollywood. Chris Rock turns 59 on this day. And happy birthday to Ashton Kutcher, turning 46. And now you know. It's Wednesday. That means it's time for us to catch up with our friends from the Steffes Group. That's S-T-E-F-F-E-S group.com. Ashley Hoon from the Steffes Group is along with me. Caught up with him at the Wisconsin Corn Soy Expo that was just last week at the Kalahari Resort in Wisconsin Dells. Uh, another near record attendance, if not record attendance, when everything's said and done. And boy, you guys had your corner spot. You were pretty busy. Yeah, what a difference a year makes. You know, this is the 50th anniversary uh, for the corn and soybean, and, and the trade show's twice as big, yeah. twice as many people. A lot of good people coming from the booth here to ask lots of good questions. And, you know, talk about doing your own trading, becoming part of the Steffes family and using our platform. You know, I, I sat and waited for Ashley because there's a lot of people, they are toying with the idea. But as we've talked about before, Ashley, it is a bunch of nerves thinking about, am I going to do it? Am I going to do it? How am I going to do it? Who am I going to trust? How am I going to do this? Yeah, what goes through a farmer's mind, we can all imagine. What's this year going to be like? What equipment am I going to need? What do I want to trade up? And, you know, we can help you with some of those transitions. You know, what does the 500, 600 horsepower four-wheel drive market look like right now? What's my 400 horse tractor worth that's got three-point PTO? Some of those things just kind of talk through and be ready for the future. Well, and the other thing is, uh, if you don't want to talk to Ashley or Randy or any of the crew at Steffes, get online. You made a point to a couple farmers that I saw you talking to about, get online. You're wondering about the value of your equipment. That steffesgroup.com website has got the fantastic resource to give you some historical perspective. Yeah, it really does. So you can go to archived auctions and do searches that way, or the easiest is to have the free app that you can download. There's three years of price history. You can search by combines, furrow drives, trucks, trailers, whatever you want, or just type in a name or model number and bam, it's all right there. And I heard from the folks that I eavesdropped on, 
they're nervous too. Is the market softening? Did I miss my peak? And you made a great point that you will work to find the buyer because of that World Wide Web. Yeah, anytime you talk about specialty items and this and that, you got to remember it's it's basically a global market off of our website. So, yeah, you might not be selling to your neighbors. It probably is going three states away depending on what you have. But it puts all those people in a, a competitive bidding situation to get your piece. Having a conversation with Ashley Hewn from the Steffes Group. We're at Wisconsin Corn Soy Expo right now. You know, the other thing that I noted is that farmers are becoming more comfortable with the pure online platform. Uh, maybe they want to try just one or two pieces. Uh, your game for any of that. The other thing is, you guys are in Wisconsin all the time if they want to see a face-to-face. -face. Yeah, absolutely. Just give us a call. We'll stop by. You know, and it, it starts with gaining that trust, right? Um, and we have a platform that is really easy to use for buyers and sellers. And, you know, we're going to tell you what we think it's going to bring right off the bat. Yeah. Honestly, folks, it was a busy, busy spot at the Wisconsin Corn Soy Expo. Ashley Hewen from the Steffes Group, uh, one of the exhibitors, one of the sponsors that helped to make the show a big success. As always, you want to do a little shopping around. You want to get an idea on the value of your equipment, like Ashley said. Their price app available for download is all right there, steffesgroup.com. Also, those archived sales that you can take a look at. Three years history. That'll give you something to think about. S-T-E-F-F-E-S Group. Com. Ashley Hewn from the Steffes Group. You hear that? That's the sound of Dairyland Seed bringing the yield bigger and better than ever before. We're talking our best corn of all time, our strongest silage lineup ever, and the greatest soybeans in our history. We're talking a full lineup of seed proven to outperform the competition once again in independent head-to-head -head trials. See the performance data for yourself at showmetheyield.com. That's showmetheyield.com. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. If you're interested in a rewarding career with a strong Wisconsin company, Rural Mutual Insurance is looking to add to their growing team of successful employees and agents. Apply online today at ruralmutual.com slash careers. Yesterday in Chicago, we saw the barrel cheese drift another penny and a half lower to 157.5. 40-pound block cheese was down 3.5, 161.5. double A butter gained 2.5 to 277 a pound. This morning in Chicago, the March Class 3 milk is up a dime at 17.55, but our other commodity prices are lower. Right now, it looks like our March corn is about 4 cents lower. December new crop down two at 475. March beans are down a dime right now. November new crop down nine at 1168. And July wheat's currently unchanged, 605 a bushel. You know, for folks that have been in Wisconsin agriculture generations, you need to be recognized. Charity Seebecker joins us this morning with a reminder that the application deadline is approaching for the annual Century Sesquicentennial Farm Recognition that happens at the Wisconsin State Fair. Applications for the Century and Sesquicentennial Farm Awards are due March 1st, and Jill Owen-Ness with the Wisconsin State Fair Park explains more about the program and how you can be recognized for this great milestone. So the Century Farm Program started in 1948 when Wisconsin celebrated its centennial celebration, and that's 
year, there was a 23-day Wisconsin State Fair as part of the festivities, and that's when the program started. So when Wisconsin celebrated its sesquicentennial in 1998, we started the 150-year farm program. So they both correspond with the state. And do you know why they decided to add that along with that celebration? It was just a great way to recognize the people that made Wisconsin the great state that it is. And so, and then when it happened in 98, we decided to do the same thing as part of the recognition of those farms that are the bedrock of our state. What is something about the program that people maybe don't know or realize? Maybe it's even how many century or sesquicentennial farms have come through so far? We are going to, we are set to reach 10,000 century farms this year in the state of Wisconsin. So it's pretty exciting. Generally, we have, last year was around 85 or so, 100-year farms, and we have about 30, 150-year farms every single year. Sometimes more, it fluctuates a little bit, uh, depending on how people um, migrated into our state and when people moved in. So, but... And it's really exciting. This year, we have the most farms so far from Oconto County as any far, uh, county right now, which as we see the applications come in, they trend different areas bending when people moved into the area. That was Jill Albanese with the Wisconsin State Fair Park. Applications for the award can be found on our website at MidwestFarmReport.com. Since the program began, there have been over 9,000 century farms recognized and over 1,000 sesquicentennial farms. Apply today and add your family farm to that list. From the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Charity Seebecker. Holy crow, O'Connell County leading the way this year. That's my county. Thanks for that uplifting message, Charity. Get your applications in today. Coming up next, Super Bowl Sunday. It's about the game, but it's also about the food. Great story with Stephanie Hoff about the chicken wings side of the story. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Trusting someone else enough to pack up your stuff for the big move usually doesn't happen. Our employees are like family and have been with us for a very long time. You can feel comfortable with them packing things up and moving them. This is Brenda from Mad City Moving. We call that the the all-in-the-family move. Mad City Moving dominates any move. Their crew will handle your things well like your things deserve to be handled. Online at madcitymoving.com. Mad City Moving. moving. You haven't seen moves like Have you ever had an MRI through the hospital where you're crunched inside a scary tube-like tunnel? MH Imaging in Middleton provides the spacious comfort of a completely open design MRI, the most updated concept in MRIs. It's an open MRI, open for everyone, regardless of insurance or doctor affiliation, for a fraction of the cost of a medical system. And the results are available the same day, providing you with answers you need to know now. Visit MHImaging.com. You love your home. It's full of memories from the past and even more memories to be made. When you're ready to spruce it up, contact AF Construction. AF Construction will talk to you about your addition ideas like a relaxing three-season sunroom or expanded living space. AF Construction, your local hands-on remodeling contractor, offering line item estimates and eye-popping results. For your free consultation, visit AFConstructionLLC.com. Get ready for a remarkable new look. 
Shopping for that special someone can be hard. You want to make sure that gift is perfect. Jewelry is always a great go-to because it lasts forever. Place to go, Goodman's Jewelers. They have the best prices, something for every budget. They have incredible quality jewelry, one-of-a-kind pieces, diamonds, engagement rings, traditional and modern styles, and you can customize your own. Something for a Badger Packer fan? Goodman's Jewelers has it. A true icon in Madison, the city's oldest full-service jewelry store, is your family. Goodman's Jewelers. If she's not milking the cows, she's talking about them. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Young. Well, if you're a Chiefs fan or a Niners fan, you might adjust the milking schedule coming up on Sunday so you can take part in the Super Bowl festivities. You won't be alone as we wrap her up on a Wednesday morning. Let's focus in on the big game, not just about what's happening on the field, but what's happening in people's households across the United States. I'll tell you what, if chicken wings are on the menu for this game day weekend, you're not alone by any means. Stephanie Hoff brings us a story from the poultry industry that really underscores just how much Americans love to pair football with a plate of wings. Super Bowl Sunday is a big day for Niners fans, Chiefs fans, and Swifties. But I'll tell you what, Pam, there's also no hotter time for chicken wings. Tom Super is the communications lead at the National Chicken Council. He tells us just how many wings Americans are going to put away on game day. We are projecting Americans will devour about 1.45 billion chicken wings this weekend for Super Bowl 58. That is a Billion with a B. And that's a big number. So help us visualize just how many chicken wings that that is. Just for some perspective, 1.45 billion wings, if you laid them end to end, they would stretch a third of the way to the moon, or it's enough to put 693 chicken wings on every single seat in all 30 NFL stadiums. Holy cow. Tom, are you the one doing the math on that? (laughs) Yes, we uh, we contract with NASA on some of it. No, I'm kidding. Yes, we use uh, we use projections based on USDA consumption numbers and chicken production uh, from the previous year. How many wings are in cold storage? Uh, sales data from firms like IRI, Technomic, things like that. So, if we talk trends year over year when it comes to wing consumption, specifically for this Super Bowl holiday that we all enjoy so much. Where are we at with this 1.45 billion wings? Are we up? Are we down from years prior? So compared to last year, we're pretty much flat. There's a couple reasons for that. Uh, USDA is projecting that last year's uh, pounds and number of birds are pretty much flat compared to a year ago. And the reason that there wasn't an increase were feed costs relatively high, um, you know, continued labor challenges in the industry. And, you know, even though demand is up, you know, people would eat more wings if they were available, but they're, they're just not there. So it's, it's flat compared to last year, not down and no, no shortage. What about prices? Retail prices are actually down uh, a little bit compared to last year. So you'll, you'll definitely get some, uh, some deals, some promos on wings uh, at the grocery store. But I just wouldn't wait to the last second if you're if you're ordering them from a restaurant or a bar or or the supermarket. I would get them maybe a little bit early. Tom, does who go to the Super Bowl ever matter in uh, poultry consumption this time of year? It certainly does. Uh, you know, there are regions that are more known for wing consumption uh, than others. Uh, San Francisco is not uh, one of those reason, regions that um, you know is is big on wing consumption. 
Kansas City is a little higher. So if you're using wing, uh, you know, wing consumption as a bellwater, I think that the the needle tilts towards the Chiefs a little bit in this one. If Buffalo ever made it back to the big game, you know, that would be a whole different story. I think we'd be breaking some records then. (laughs) And then that kind of leads me to my next question for you, Tom. How do Americans like their wings? In terms of dipping sauces, uh, barbecue in, in our last consumer survey came out number one, followed by ranch. Uh, and buffalo uh, hot sauce was third. It's interesting that most of the country prefers ranch to dip in. Um, I'm from the Northeast, and the Northeast of New England is the, the only region of the country uh, that prefers blue cheese to ranch when you look at it in totality. Um, in terms of sides, French fries are, are the preferred side for wings, and then you have your celery uh, and your carrots. And then a slight edge to bone-in traditional wings uh, other than the boneless wings out there. I want to know why wings. Why do Americans love wings for football? It's a great group food. Uh, usually when you're watching big games, you're, you're watching it with a group of friends. You can put a big platter of wings out. They're filling. Uh, You've got to have plenty of wet naps, though. Uh, and they also pair well uh, with beer. So, you know, a, a lot of folks, when they get together and watch the big game, watch the Super Bowl, you know, have a beer, and wings go great with that. Tom, do you know how long this has been a phenomenon? Football and chicken wings, it really kind of took off. Uh, you know, chicken wings were traditionally a byproduct uh, of the bird. Um, you know, they were rendered. That would go into to pet food, and was it, it was almost a byproduct. And then kind of when uh, bars realized they could get them very cheaply, um, you know, and put them on their menu, serve them with hot sauce, their their beer sales would spike. You know, at the same time, kind of in the mid-'80s, sports bars and satellite TVs were coming more around, uh, you know, and, and folks were, were flocking to these restaurants and bars to to watch sports. And, of course, wings were, were on the menu, and now, uh, you know, they've taken off ever since. There's restaurants dedicated just to wings, and you'd be hard-pressed to go into any restaurant on the appetizer menu and, and not find chicken wings. So how important is, is events like the Super Bowl where wing consumption skyrockets? How important is that to the U.S. poultry industry? Oh, it's huge. You know, the two biggest times of the year for chicken wing sales are the Super Bowl and March Madness. Um, you know, March Madness is a little bit different because it's more than just one game. Uh, but in terms of a single event, uh, the Super Bowl is, is number one. Uh, but it's also important that, you know, we don't just produce chickens for the wings. You know, we have to sell the other parts of the birds, too. So uh, we got to make sure that that's happening as well. Tom Super, along with us, the communications lead with the National Chicken Council. He will also be enjoying wings during the game, like most Americans. This year, we will be eating 1.45 billion chicken wings. That's enough for every man, woman, and child.